Good morning. For those of you here in the house, I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. We welcome you to Unison Christian Church. And for those of you online, we welcome you also. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm Pastor Christina. I'm the Outreach Pastor here at Unison. And I'm so blessed to be able to share the message with you this morning. Um, We're continuing in our sermon series, The Spirit Realm, which is a rather unique sermon series. So if you're just joining us, hold on to your hats. It's it's quite an eye-opening experience, but we're so glad that God has taken us down this road. Um, So today's message is the third in the sermon series, and I want to share this particular passage with you this morning before we pray. So John 10.27 And it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so glad to be here with you, Lord. So glad to be here in your presence together in this wonderful community that you have built, God. I'm just in awe of the way that you use fellowship in a faith community, to love on one another, to encourage one another, to grow, to learn, to teach, to affirm, God. I thank you for the ways that you've already been working this morning. I thank you for the ways that you have embraced us during worship, and even the way that you just so intimately know us, to call us worthy even though in our own eyes, sometimes we don't feel like it, God, but sometimes you just, you call out in us that we are worthy of your love, and you invite us in to snuggle. (laughs) And so, Lord, I just thank you for that this morning. Um, I pray that as we continue forward, you'll continue preparing hearts, opening eyes, opening ears to hear what it is that you have to share this morning, God. And I thank you for this loving community that you put us in because sometimes we need the community around us to be able to process. Some things are hard, God, but you give us community and fellowship to affirm one another, to love one another, and to even just be with us in the things that can sometimes be difficult, God. And so I praise you for the community that you built here. I give this time to you, God. May my words be your words, and may we all be attuned to your heart this morning, Jesus, in your name. Amen. 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 All right, so um, today's going to feel a little bit different. I'm going a little bit against my own nature. I love to get super nerdy and get into a passage and feel like, what's happening in that passage? What was going on in their culture? And like get all the nerdy details in there and really just eat that passage, all the pieces alive, right? Well, this morning is going to be a little bit different because of the series that we're in. Um, So I wanted to kind of give you a roadmap of what we're going to do today. Um, Feel kind of a little more like a facilitator than a preacher this morning. So first, we're going to kind of recap where we've been in the last few weeks, because that's kind of important, especially if someone's joining us for the first time. It's kind of cool to know, like, where are they going? Have that foundation to build from. Um, Next, we are going to talk about this week's particular topic, which is perceiving the spirit realm. So hearing, feeling, seeing, these are all different ways that we perceive the spirit realm. And then next is going to be fellowship and community. So there was a lot, a lot of amazing that happened last week. 
And so one of the things that's really important about that is for us to be able to have time as a community to process that together. Um, it's kind of hard if you experience something that's super, super awesome, and then you walk out and don't really have time to, to work through that emotionally and get all the different pieces together. So we're going to spend some time doing that this afternoon, too. So um, there's a couple of books that we're just going to pull out. I know we've talked about them every single week. So if this is something where you would like some more information, there's just some things that may be a little fuzzy or you're a nerd and you love to know more. <laughs> Those are the books um, that we're kind of going through. Um, while we're not using them in the sermon specifically, they are a good guide that kind of gives us information on this topic. So the one on the left, that's a little bit more nerdy. It's for Bible nerds who really love all the theology and the deep concepts. Um, if you'd like the super light version, that's the supernatural on the right. So I'm told that there's going to be a book study coming up if you're interested in that. So, on the next slide is a diagram that has um, the Elohim, the gods, humanity, Adam. Yes, that one in particular. Thank you. You guys are awesome. That tech team, I'm telling you. Um, and so this kind of gives you a visual illustration. Who in here is a visual learner? I'm a visual learner. Great. So we all love this together. This is perfect for understanding the dynamics and how all these relationships work together. It's kind of cool. So Elohim is that heavenly, um, spiritual family of gods that he created. And then humanity, Adam, is on the bottom. And that, of course, is us. Um, and there's ways that these worlds interact together. Um, and so that's the important part of that, of course. Um, on the next slide is kind of the reason why we're doing this, right? So shared understanding, shared language, shared experience. There's a lot of differences in the room. And so when we open up something that's quite this big to understand, it's important that we have things in common to process together. Shared language, shared understanding, and shared experience. On the next slide is a review again. So also, I think it's important to um, understand that in the room, we have such a beautiful diversity in this room that we have folks who are engaged with the Holy Ghost all the time. It's like a regular jam, right? And then there are folks that are like, what are you talking about? I've never experienced any of this, right? So there's kind of, we're creating some middle ground of understanding, and that helps to be a place of unity for our body. Um, to build that common understanding, common language, and common experience. So, now we'll dive in a little bit. So here's where it gets a little different for me. I love to dive into a specific passage and dissect the whole thing. But today we're going to kind of do this weird bird's eye view, and it's going to feel like we're going to touch here, and we're going to touch here, and we're going to touch here. And it's going to feel really strange for me to not explain all the things, because I like to explain all the things. But what we're going to do instead is we're going to do this touch of these different passages of Scripture, simply so that we can pull out what is common, what was normal about the spirit realm that you see through Scripture. And I've only put a few up here that we're going through today, only because we're not going to 2 o'clock, right? Right? Yes. Amen. Amen. Got it. Perfect. I'm glad we're in alignment. All right. So the first one we're going to go to is 1 Samuel 3, 4 through 10. 
Um, and I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way for us today, because that would have been a lot of slides this morning. Um, there's also, there's Bibles in some of the backs of the chairs. There's more in the back, and you can always use your electronic version if you'd like to follow along. Um, the, re- the version that I'm reading from today is the NLT, or I'm sorry, NIV. So that's where we're going. 1 Samuel 1, or 1 Samuel 3, 4 through 10. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call you. Go lay down. So he went and laid down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know, did not yet know the Lord, the word of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, had not been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up, went to Eli, and said, here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And so Eli told Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lied down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Some of the things that we're going to pull out is that there are different ways that we perceive the spirit realm. Hearing feeling, seeing. Turn over to Daniel 3, 24 and 25. This is the part where um, Nebuchadnezzar has thrown some of God's prophets into the fire. I'm sure you know this passage very well. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty. And he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. The fourth looks like a son of the gods. I always find that unique because the king was not a believer. Not in our Lord. But yet. Over to Daniel 8, 15 through 19. While I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man, and I heard a man's voice from the ally calling, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified, and I fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerns the end of time. While he was speaking to me, I was in a deep sleep, and my face was to the ground. And then he touched me and raised me to my feet. And he said, I am going to tell you what will happen later in time, in the time of wrath, because the vision concerns the appointed time of the end. So we kind of got hear, see, and touch in that particular. Over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through 24. 
now we're here with uh, the Jesus story, which is wonderful. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Then Joseph woke up, and he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded, and he took Mary home as his wife. Over to Luke, chapter 1, 11 through 20. <clears throat> then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many ways will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or any fermented drink, and he should be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Then Zechariah asked the angel, how could this be? How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is very well along in years. <clears throat> he said it so nicely, didn't he? And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe. Sorry, I lost my spot. You did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Now, we are certainly not going to read the entire book of Revelation, <laughs> but if you would like more of angels and visions and imagery, there's so much to unpack in, in there. Um, so you're welcome to continue further reading any of those passages as well. Um, for further reading, you can pull those up. But why, why bring up those passages? What significant did we see that was in every single one of those? There is this theme where humanity and the spirit realm, the two families of God, are interacting with one another. It wasn't strange. It wasn't uncommon. As we can tell from all my markers, it was very common. And it still is. And I know that for some, that may be interesting news. It may feel new, a little bit exciting, a little bit intimidating. But the point is, it's, it isn't scary. It is something that has been done since God created the two families. And that's very significant. The ways that we perceive some it's just feeling, some it's hearing, some you can see, touch, feel. So it's interesting to see the way that, that um, each person perceives the spirit realm a little bit differently. But the cool part is 
the community ties it all together. While one is hearing, another is seeing, another is feeling. And it might not make sense when we're standing alone, like, what on earth, why am I seeing a bird right now? Right? Like, what does that mean? But then when you put all of those things together, suddenly it makes sense. Right? Because there's a unique reason why God made community. He made us to be together for a reason. We weren't meant to stand alone. (laughs) This is why it's been said before, please don't go out and try to slay demons on your own. Well, you're not going to do that. That's not safe. Um, (laughs) Memory serves well. So um, this morning, um, God placed on my heart to share a little bit about my personal journey. And I have to admit that it is a vulnerable space to be. So um, my particular story is an interesting one. Um, Some of the perceiving started very young for me. um, And I didn't know what it was, and I didn't understand it. And the key factor that was so interesting in my journey is that the community that was around me didn't either. And so it was very unhealthy in the way that it was... was, um, deemed not real, um, just to put it lightly. So um, I know the specific moment when there was a damper put in my life because I still remember there was a, a very significant loved one in my life that was experiencing some major stuff, um, some mental illness. There was some uh, suicidal tendencies and things like that. And so um, I remember my dad specifically taking us up to, to go visit. Um, and I still remember the day when I walked into that room. And while technically my loved one was sitting there, the room felt different. It didn't feel safe. What was speaking over there wasn't my loved one. And as a young child, that terrified me to no end. But why that was so significant is because when I reached out to try to understand what on earth was going on, the adults of influence around me were unaware of this reality. It's not that they didn't know God. They, they knew God. They went to church. They read their Bible. But the reality of the spirit realm was still a mystery. And so the way that it was received and the way it was communicated with those around me was that I was suddenly crazy. And considering the context of what I was seeing and experiencing, that is not something I ever wanted for myself. So then for the next 30 years almost of my life, that particular ability, that particular gifting in my life, I suppressed intentionally. It was scary. It was not okay. It was out of bounds because that meant I was crazy. And it wasn't until years later, as an adult, in a healthy community in a healthy community where people were able to feel and hear and see and understand what that was 
in a community together where my eyes started to open again, where I started feeling again, where I started hearing again. And that manifests in so many different ways. I mean, there's been times where we've been driving down the road and I'm like, mm, we're going to turn right. Doesn't make sense to where we're going, but we're going to take right and we're going to do it a different way. Why? Because something down there didn't feel good. It could be just that simple. Sometimes it's more brilliant. A number of years ago, we had um, quite a few of uh, Wedgwood's teens that were here, and we were blessed to be able to be a part of their life. And one particular weekend, we had a full room. I mean, we had, I want to say it was like 14 students in that room. It was so cool. Um, and we had been working through some things with these teens for a while. So some of them had been regular here at Unison for a while. Well, this particular weekend, I felt God prompt me to do um, an invitation for salvation. And so we walked through some things, and we did a little scientific experiment, which talked about, you know, <laughs> salvation, and it was really cool how it took away our sins. But anyway, um, and so I went to do the salvation invitation, and everyone's eyes were closed, and a few of them raised their hand, which let me tell you, to have four out of ten students raise their hand to accept Jesus as their personal Savior is phenomenal. Yes, it, is. it is phenomenal, right? But here's the part that stuck with me, and I to this day still see it in my mind. Have you ever seen um, on Doctor Strange how they do this crazy circle thing, and it's all these lights with this big circle? Anybody seen that? Yeah, okay. So imagine God taking a giant God-sized highlighter encircling people with a big yellow highlighter. I know that sounds crazy, but here's what happened. So I went to pray for the four that had raised their hand, and God said, no, wait a minute. I want you to see something. And I'm like, okay, awkward pause, but we'll, we'll do it. And that's when he took his highlighter, and he started circling one in the corner. And he says to me, I want you to pray for this one too. Because this one is so close. They are so close. So I want you to pray for them too. And I know it sounds crazy, but that day when I came to the staff and I was like, four people gave their life to Christ and this is amazing. I was actually super excited about this other one that hadn't yet. Because of that experience, because of God being able to open that door. And it was so cool. It was so amazing. There are so many ways that God can communicate with us. And sometimes it does feel a little interesting from the spirit realm. So what is interesting for me is that sometimes when I talk to God, sometimes when I pray, sometimes I can hear his voice really clearly. It's just this big, boisterous, like a 1980s movie, you know, where God says, Moses, you know, that sort of... And those moments are so cool because I'm like, okay, I got you. We're going to do this, right? And you know, other times I can, be, I can be praying and I can just, I don't know if it's his timing or what it is or if I just need to do some more wrestling before he intervenes. Sometimes that's the case. But sometimes I'm praying and all I hear, it feels like is crickets. 
So I know in this room, there's quite a variety. There are some who engage and hear things and see things and feel things all day long. And there are some that feel super frustrated. And I want to acknowledge that because for me, that, that light bulb flickering where sometimes it's bright and bold and sometimes it's damp and dim, that's a super frustrating place to be. I know there's hope ahead because I've already felt the Spirit moving and starting to move some of those blocks that I put up over the years. And so for me, it's a place of joy because some of these bricks that are in the way are starting to come down. And it feels amazing to be able to be in that place again. But I want to acknowledge that also when you're in that space where it feels dim and it feels quiet, that it's so frustrating. And you may even question yourself at times. What am I doing wrong? Does God really love me? There's all sorts of things that happen there. And I want this to be a place of encouragement for you that that doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. God can tear down those bricks that we have built up. And he wants to. Because he wants us to hear his voice. All of his children were created to hear his voice. We, we were created, we can and should so I know a lot of times we get confused and we're like, oh, that person has such an amazing gift. That person has such an amazing gift. Well, let me tell you, hearing God's voice, hearing the voice of our creator, our father, that's something that we all have access to. It's not, it's not specific. You're not left out. That is not, where, that is not it, how this works. You are not left out like the outcast. And I want to reassure you that. The beautiful thing about being in community is that there are ways that we can move forward as we perceive together. And I want to share, um, if Ben could come on up, um, I want Ben to share a story. Because the beautiful thing about community, the beautiful thing, thing about perceiving in community is that oftentimes when you're in a group that has intimate, beautiful relationship Lisa would call it said. <laughs> when you have those relationships and this person's seeing a bird and this person's hearing this and this person saw, you know, and you bring all those things together, it starts to make sense. And you can be like, that really was God. That random thought that I wasn't sure if it was me or what it was, that really was God. And so I wanted Ben to be able to share a story this morning of one of those awesome stories where community affirmed God's voice. Yeah. So maybe you know me. I get to serve here uh, and preach sometimes. I'm going to stand on this side of this thing. Um, so I have always struggled with being sure that I'm hearing from God, um, being sure that I know this is what the Holy Spirit's directing me to do or instructing me to go about my life and following him, right? So much to the point where my, my youth pastor growing up actually made me a t-shirt with that Bible verse on it from beginning of the sermon, um, my sheep hear my voice. You know, they know my voice and they hear it and they follow it. Uh, he made me a t-shirt to try to get that into my head. Like, you can be sure of this, right? And there's been a lots of ups and downs and things. I swear I didn't know that. 
<laughs> yeah, yep, I still have the shirt. Thanks, Pastor Kevin. Um, but, <laughs> so uh, there's been lots of ups and downs and changes over the years, uh, but I've struggled a lot lately with being sure that I'm preaching what the Holy Spirit wants me to preach, not just saying something that sounds good or sounds like it would be a home run for a sermon or sounds like something you would want to hear. Um, and really, I pray that all the time, but I, I just am not sure sometimes. So um, I preached a sermon in July and um, was feeling all that worry and stress. And actually, the Lord brought Pete up to me after church. Uh, Pete Holtrup is one of our elders, and I'm so thankful for him. Um, we came up, he came up and we talked over here on the side. And he said um, he struggled with the same stress and frustration of just not being able to put my finger on that because I feel like... Maybe I'm gifted in other places. Um, but uh, our agreement about what the sermon should be felt like confirmation to both of us. Uh, even though I, I still, to this day, I can't put my finger on what changed in that conversation, how the Holy Spirit was really present, we agreed to say, actually, the Holy Spirit was present in our agreement. The Holy Spirit confirmed what we were both thinking without us knowing what the other was going to say. Uh, so that was a, a moment when God gave me what I needed uh, to be sure and to be able to serve him fully uh, in the community. So thanks, Pete, and Amen. I'm thankful to God for that. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. It's perfect. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. So I want to give us some space. I know that the last few weeks have been a lot. And so what I want to do now is I want to give some space and there's a couple different things. I know we have a lot of shepherds and a lot of prayer partners in the room. So I want to make space for two, two different things, okay? One, if there is something that you feel like you need someone to pray with you about, that you need healing or freedom from, I'd like to come up on this side. And if you feel that you've been running a little bit and you just want to, in selfless abandon, recommit yourself to following God's will, I want you to come up on this side. And there's people here that will pray for you, no matter what's going on. It's not a place of judgment. But I encourage you to have courage. You never know what that courage will do for you, what it will open up inside of you, the freedom that God will give you just from taking that step. So I give you this space this morning. And as I pray, if you want to come up, it's open and available. And this loving family will wrap their arms around you. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, you are the God who sees us. You know everything that is deep inside. You know every thought, every feeling, every moment that is inside of, you, inside of us long before we ever put it on our tongue, God. I thank you for what you're already doing here, God. I thank you for what the revival that feels like it is coming here, God. Because we need you. We need you so much. I thank you for the courage that you've already instilled in so many in our family today, God. 
I praise you and thank you for them. Because what happens in community, God, is when you, when you ignite fire inside people, when you give them courage to speak and to share, it resonates with someone else in the room, God. And so I thank you for what you have been doing, the way you've been moving, and how you have used those who have been obedient here, God. But I also know that you're tender. You're okay to sit and snuggle, God, and I'm just so happy for that. So for those who just need your tender touch this morning, I just pray that you'll call them. And when they seek you, they'll be found by you because you are the God who sees. And you want healing. I thank you and I praise you for what you have done today. In Jesus' name, amen.